Good morning, everybody. That coffee's hot as shit. Um, <laughs> 2023 is almost over. We have less than 24 hours to enjoy um, this wonderful year. <laughs> um, I always consider everything wonderful. I'm a pretty optimistic person, I'm sure. Um, as some of, some of you might see, some of you might know. But um, while we're here in the introduction, make sure you hit all the links below to figure out everything I got going on. Find where you can find the best electrolytes and the best supplements. Don't forget, today, this stream is absolutely brought to you by Fox & Sons Coffee. Yes, I'm going to shill their stuff right here. The Brazil... Wrong one. <laughs> the Brazil Honey Prep has been my favorite. Right now, I'm drinking their Dark Roast, which if you like dark coffee like I do, then um, you will definitely thoroughly enjoy that. So make sure you go to foxandsonscoffee.com and use code Kyle at checkout for a little discount. Let them know I sent you um, their way. And uh, without further ado, let's go. What is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast, where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica. So if that's a problem, kiss my ass. Oh, okay? yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm drinking my old red cup. Um, Dickie, good morning, brother. Interrupted my Batushka metal album, but it's okay, Kyle. Um. That sounds like something I should be listening to. Batushka. Uh, that sounds Polish. And I am mostly Polish. Uh, I was going to turn on the light for my camera, but the white from the screen is doing more than well enough. And plus the lighting in this room is fucking terrible. You can hardly see my backlighting right now because um, it is 1030 in the morning. So it's still not early, but not late. So there's still a little bit of light coming in through the blinds. I don't know what the hell to do. I still have no idea what I'm doing after a little over two years of podcasting. But um, yeah, we only got 24 hours left or less in 2023, and uh, I just kind of wanted to reflect on some stuff over the um, past year, talk to the chat, engage with people a little bit. Um, I've been thinking about doing a new intro to the show. Um, if you guys like the intro, I'll keep it, but I'm kind of debating it. I kind of want to go towards something like bluesy or maybe do something heavier and uh, maybe have like some shredding or something in there. I'm, I'm open to any ideas. Um, January 12th, I wanted to make sure I always plug this. I forgot to plug it at the very beginning of the show, so I'll plug it now. January 12th, The Common Crown will be releasing our new single, Cry, and it is one of my favorite songs that we play. Um, it is an arm breaker. James Hetfield would be proud. Um, I know Dickie would get that uh, reference. Orthodox themed metal goes hard as fuck on a Sunday. Morgan Satan won't make him hit my hand biscuits. So that sounds pretty based, if I'm being honest. Uh, for me, Sunday morning usually involves deadlifts. Um, funny enough, somebody my wife works with um, was actually in the gym this morning. We were just shooting the shit about it. Uh, I did my 515 this morning. Uh, you can't quite see my hands all that well. But uh, I, as, as always... Um, Tearing up my calluses first thing in the morning. So usually about quarter till six in the morning, I'm pulling on about four or 500 pounds. And uh, yeah, it feels good, man. It feels good. I, I didn't talk about this on the show, 
but uh, I, I'm pretty sure I pulled or stretched my groin muscles um, at my work's Christmas party. I went on to ride the mechanical bull because um, everybody kept saying, oh, no, go ride, go ride the bull, go ride the bull. So I decided, well, fuck it, I'm going to go ride the bull. So I get on the bull, and I was already a little tuned up. I probably had about five or six shots of crown. So I'm like, well, fuck it, I'm going to get on the fucking bull then. So what, you know, what do I do? Um, any person who knows anything about um, resistance training or, let's say, trying to, any kind of sport maneuver, what are you going to do? You're going to fucking grip and try to maintain as much stability as possible. So I get on the bull and I grabbed that fucker with my thighs with every fucking thing I had. And I was already tuned up. So, you know, they say about beer muscles. Well, this is like whiskey muscles. And I'm already numb to any potential pain that I could be feeling because I'm so focused on just riding the bull and make sure I do the best. So um, the one person that I work with, uh, his girlfriend had said, <laughs> the guy who was operating the mechanical bull was like, holy shit, I can't get this fucking dude off. And uh, surely enough, I got off. I'm like, man, just like in there, like the inside of my right thigh. I'm like, man, that doesn't feel too good. But, uh, you know, I whatever. I should be all right. Uh, got to utilize the glutes with your junk pool. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. I mean, I use them when I'm deadlifting and everything else. And I do train them pretty frequently because those are really, really good, like stabilizer muscles. Basically, anytime you hinge at your hips. So like when you're doing a squat, obviously you want to have your chest up. And then kind of sit down almost. Um, Kyle's going to be a PBR champion. Don't mean to be. <laughs> um, but anytime you hinge at the hips and then like go to power back up, that kind of like thrusting motion from your hips is going to trigger your glutes. Well, the hip adductor, not abductor uh, machines are going to be what kind of triggers all those muscles inside your thighs. So um, I remember getting off the bull and thinking, wow, that something don't feel right. So I, you know, had a couple more drinks, shot the shit with people for a little bit, and I decided, all right, well, it's time to go home. So um, I started heading home. My wife wanted me to go pick her up a heated blanket. She wasn't feeling well that night. Excuse me. So uh, I go to Walmart, and I'm walking around looking for a heated blanket for her and obviously looking for some stuff for me. So uh, I'm like, man, something still don't feel quite right. So I'm like, ah, whatever. I should be fine tomorrow morning. I wake up, and holy fuck. My uh, shit was sore as fuck, and the <laughs> in the last couple of my <laughs> last couple of weeks, I think that oh, it was December seventeenth. Last couple of weeks, I, my shit has just been all roughed up. I'm like most of the way there, but if I like push in, so like right now, I'm like basically trying to push in the chair on my leg, and I could feel it a little bit in there. It's still a little tender, but uh, so I've been doing the hip adductor machines. I haven't done any barbell squats because those seem to trigger the pain a little bit more. So um, I, I guess a long roundabout way to all, or to what I'm saying here is basically like, if you get an injury, do not aggravate it. <laughs> Don't be a dumbass. Just try to do what you can get a little bit of training on the muscle. So that way you're strengthening it and you're um, triggering some recovery, you know, obviously get sufficient protein and then, um, you know, hopefully everything heals up. But um, yeah, so 2023 is coming to an end. Oh, GM's in the chat. Coffee. This is my cup from Old Red, which is down in Orlando. Um, their food down there is fucking amazing. Dickie, you and I should go down there sometime. And Orlando is probably like six hours away from you. But uh, I don't know when I'm going to be there again. I know my wife and I might be down in uh, Florida again in my or uh, in May. That's not solidified yet, but we're getting there. 
So, um, oh my God, I know. Listen, if everybody starts super chatting like a hundred dollars per show, then maybe I can make that happen. But unfortunately I'm stuck in Pennsylvania and, uh, I did post a picture on Twitter of, uh, the the skyline view of where the three rivers meet in pittsburgh which is right at what they call the point and it's just beautiful there um i'm always gonna have a soft spot here for pittsburgh because it is like the most beautiful city up here I, and maybe this kind of gets into 2023 for me so my wife and i had went to um new york city twice and both times i'm like dude i get it i get why people think shitties are shithole why people think cities are shitholes excuse me <laughs> and why people are telling people to just move the fuck out of there as soon as possible um as soon as we drove into new york city the first time i'm like wow this is a fucking dump there's scaffolding construction people shit garbage everywhere the whole city stinks there literally if you leave at like 6 30 in the morning there's people all over the streets so um i got a day pass to crunch fitness and they honored it for like two days and um i remember walking in the morning to go walk on the treadmill and go work out and just fucking shit and people everywhere there were homeless people with cardboard tents and shit I'm like man this is fucking disgusting and my brother and i went with dc for the uh, rage against the war machine um rally in dc it was the same deal i remember i never saw a tent city before so you know maybe you could say this yinzer here is a little bit insulated but um i've never been to like any of the big cities i've been to miami but i've never been to new york city or uh san francisco or whatever the fuck the cities are out in california i, I don't go out west like pretty much anything west of ohio um at least up in this range you know i'll I'll forgive Tennessee, Kentucky, and Texas for being where they are, but everything else, you know, as far as I'm concerned, they don't exist. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, just going to New York City was an experience. And I had always said I wanted to go there just to say I had been there. But after going there, I'm like, yeah, I don't know that I would have really cared about that that much. Um, Dickie, yeah, maybe I do owe you a panhandle trip. I would love to go back to Tallahassee. There was a restaurant there. I want to say it was called the Egg Cafe, but I feel like that's not it. I feel like there was, it might've been the Broken Egg or something like that. And they had these skillets with like jalapeno bacon and seafood. And it was just out of this world. Um, yeah, it is a little bit of a tongue twister. See your, your comments. You're only flagged because you comment on my stuff a lot. <laughs> Uh, I've never been to anywhere down in, um, NOLA. All I can think of when I see NOLA, funny enough, um, when I was getting my knee tattoo touched up and my wife was getting her tattoo on her forearm, um, we were talking about NOLA and when I think NOLA, I always think of the down album in 1996, which is still like one of the greatest albums ever written to the, to this day. So, uh, yeah, I guess kind of putting a little bit of a cap on that cities are overrated, man. <laughs> Pittsburgh is the nicest city I've been to still so far. Um, I don't know if I would ever go out to California after everything I hear, I hear that California is worse than New York. So, um, Mark me down is less interested to go out in California. Um, I would probably go back to Vegas. Vegas was kind of cool. Um, I went there in early 2019 to go see my bass player and singer get married. That was a lot of fun. And, um, we did a lot when we were there, but, um, I don't know if I would like necessarily rush to go back out there. Okay, I've been playing a knee tattoo for like a year now. Gonna do something like my son. I'd do a big old painful colored knee piece like a man or not. Um, so I got stuff right around my knee. I'd get up and show you, but I'd have to like pull down my pants and 
as comfortable as I would be to do that on stream, I don't know if YouTube would be cool with that. Um, California sucks. I like Arizona. You know what? I've always wanted to go to Arizona because I know that's like a warm area out there. And it, it's like the West dry heat without all the shittiness of the West. Um, I would recommend. Yeah, I got a small one on my knee. Um, underneath the knee hurts like a motherfucker. On the sides of the knee hurts like a motherfucker. Um, on top of the knee doesn't really hurt so like i had to get the lower part like right underneath my knee because i got shark jaws around my knee funny enough i'm wearing my quiet storm shirt with it which has uh, sharks on it um the underneath the knee hurts like a motherfucker because you're like right on bone on top of it like your quad it's muscular so it's not really too too bad like it doesn't feel good but it's not too bad but yeah um basically around underneath the knee i think that's shit <laughs> it does not tickle um and that was mostly where he had to touch up on um when i went there on friday um my wife said that when she was getting all here so she got a uh like a line with some flowers here on her forearm and she said like up here hurt and then down here hurt uh i, I think billy i think you got a tattoo there as well so i'm sure you could speak to that too um on the quad didn't hurt one bit when it went over near the groin it kind of hurt okay <laughs> so see i never had that i want one on my thigh but i just don't know what i would get i was talking to my wife last night about my uh back because i have the Zach Wilde Epiphone on one side and the Dean from Hell on the other. And then I got like the little Scully Black Label Society logo and then the CFH on my back. And I want to get something underneath it. I just haven't decided what the fuck I want. But I want to fill in the rest of my back because, I mean, I'm, I'm like already there. So I, I've pretty much gotten a tattoo in all the most painful places. Like, uh, see right there? That didn't tickle. Right in there? That didn't tickle. <laughs> the chest itself really fucking sucks. But um, you guys didn't come here to listen to me talk about tattoos. Um, the podcast, as far as the podcast is concerned, um, <laughs> send me a picture of the Zach back. Uh, you know what? I have it somewhere. It would take me a second to find it, but um, it, it would be like a picture of me flexing, and uh, I'll, I'll see if I can find it. But like, um, as far as the podcast is concerned, um, pretty steady growth. Uh, I, not as steady and as much as perhaps I would like, but I mean, I had Dave Smith on, which was like from the beginning of the podcast, that was somebody that I wanted on from the beginning. Um, I started five till midnight with the boys from biting the bullet, Adam Nutter and, uh, Sam urban, which has been a lot of fun. That's been pretty, uh, steady growth as well. And then cognitive vigilance, which has been a very, very fun show where we've had on guests that I like wouldn't have dreamed that we would have been able to get on in a show with less than 15 episodes. So, um, I got to talk to Rolla Tomasi. Uh, we had Dave Smith on there, Ryan stone, um, Meredith, who was on this show, but like those three names alone were people that I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like these are some of the biggest names in like their respective podcasting kind of spheres. And uh, yeah, we just talk about our dicks and dating, not really just our dicks, but you guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> but um, yeah, that show has been a lot of fun and um, I'm, I'm thankful for the growth and like a lot of stuff that I've done this year, specifically on this podcast. Oh, also James Sexton. How could I forget about James Sexton? He's going to be going on cognitive vigilance, but like that was probably my biggest show that I did this year um, as far as like YouTube views. And then Dave Smith would probably be a second. Rachel Wilson was probably like third, um, but <laughs> Dick's big. <laughs> yeah pretty much um but yeah i mean cognitive vigilance has been a ton of fun five till midnight we just talk copious amounts of shit and i should probably start streaming that one to um youtube a little bit more i want to see if i can find the video 
the picture of my back. I don't know if I'll find it necessarily that easy. Yeah, there's no way I'm gonna be able to fucking find it from all these videos. But um, I don't know what I want to do with this podcast going forward. I should get back to more health stuff. Um, I, I need to start reaching out to more health related people. Um, Cole from Tower Gang is probably gonna be coming on a little bit more with the health guest because I think he provides a little bit of a different perspective than I do. <laughs> yeah billy knows my first tattoo i got when i was 16 years old i was like freshly 16 and uh it was at uh electric line in lower borough which um electric line had i think two shops they had one lower borough and then one in leechburg and then eventually electric line shut down and now both walt and uh dave um the minor brothers had opened up their tattoo shop in atron heights called um minor brothers tattoos and time machine and i've gone there for i've gone to dave for every single tattoo except for the one on my chest um which i did have dave redo eventually and i regret it ever since so i mean maybe it's my fault that i'm like loyal to a fault um i've gone to the same barber for the last like six years i've gone to the same tattoo artist now for jesus christ 13 years so i don't know man and i mean i pretty much buy all my supplements from tiger fitness as well so um you know what let's do this real quick everybody if you got your coffee take a sip and let me run an ad real quick i am stoked to tell you guys about the show's new sponsor i am now working with mts nutrition which is a brand that i've believed in for a very long time and they run awesome cells and they have awesome products so um i want to tell you about their amazing protein powder which you're going to ask me how many pounds i have of the protein powder and the answer is all of them so here i got red velvet cake 25 grams of protein and they have the amino acids and everything on there 59 servings Peanut butter fluff, uh, fluffernutter, 26 grams of protein, and then also the chocolate chip cookie, which literally has real pieces of chocolate chip cookie in there. So 27 grams of protein, 180. As I've talked about on the show, getting your protein is very, very important. So make sure you hit that link below and purchase your protein powder through MTS Nutrition. Boom! All right. I'm all out of coffee now. That's funny. Of course, uh, if you've never had whiskey in your coffee, you know what? When um, I was on a cruise back in 2019, that was the first cruise that my wife and I went on together. Um, I had the Irish coffee, I think it was from there, which had Jameson. And I want to say Bailey's. It actually was pretty good. I'm a Crown Royal guy to the uh, core. Hey, Sean, good to see you, brother. Merry New Year to you as well. <laughs> um, Guinness. Guinness is the shit the absolute shit um i don't drink beer anymore but back when i used to drink beer i used to just pound those um love some jimmy and my walmart brand coffee <laughs> uh if you're referring to jim beam i do like jim beam quite a bit um and the walmart brand coffee listen i may have to send you some of this shit dicky because i am a big fan if you have a coffee grinder then yes you're gonna need um a grinder i've had to use like my little blender thing you know that cheap like fucking 12 dollar coffee or um 12 dollar blender that you get from walmart uh crown maple in your oh i like it what about um i have salted caramel electrolytes so you know what we could do crown salted caramel a little bit of Bailey's, salted caramel electrolytes, and then a little bit of salted car caramel uh, creamer. Oh, 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 man, I am rocking and rolling. Uh, I'm going to be in the pub literally all day. Again, this is just like a manly Bud Light as far as ABV. Yeah, fair enough. I do have a grinder. Uh, you know what? Maybe I should get on grinder and maybe I could uh, do the podcasting full time.
but yeah, uh, I only got one tattoo this year, and that was the one on my knee, and my wife had paid for that, and that was a early birthday present because um, our anniversary came right after my birthday. But uh, obviously the war stuff, I did a debate on Friday night, and I'll be the first one to admit, I think I kicked my own ass. Um, I lost that debate. It was with uh, it was on D.L. Cummings' channel, Liberty Dad Pod. Um, I, I did not come sufficiently prepared. Um, I felt like I talked past Roger quite a bit. Uh, and I think I nailed him on like the death count. And this is like the weird thing about pro-Israeli. <laughs> shark jaws motherfuckers larping as a florida man hard i know i know look at this i got a shark right here i got a shark right there um, i'm wearing a shark shirt right now there's a jaws thing right in there you can't really see it but it's literally a jaws statue that my wife and i got when we were down in florida if you go to universal studio city walk they have a like a quarter machine in there and what you do is they like put some plastic in a mold and then you turn the machine and then it like builds this little plastic jaws thing that I have. So, um, it was really, really neat, but I had to get one. You don't need fish. No, I don't fish. I don't like fishing. Not because I'm like high strung, but like my problem is, is that you can hear the way I talk. I talk a million miles an hour. I love to stay busy, stay active. Um, I could not sit there and just fucking, um, I could just sit there and wait for fish. Now, like I've seen videos of people doing the huge seawater fishing and getting like these Goliath groupers and shit. That looks like a lot of fun. It's <laughs> the kind of fishing I would do. Um, I do like swordfish too. So if we could like fish some swordfish up and, you know, come up, make some swordfish. I've made swordfish. I like swordfish a lot. I do like seafood. My wife is a big fan of seafood as well. Uh, study Norman Finkelstein to learn the tricks of that argument. Well, you know what, uh, Sean, maybe we could talk about this real quick. Um, I nailed him on the death count because I had said that even Israel and the U.S. both recognize that the Gaza Health Ministry death count is accurate. Um, they're saying that this is like we have killed this many people so right now the death count i think is close to um 22,000 people like above the rubble and then about additional 7,000. and he says ah well we just have to disagree on this well <laughs> the problem is the country that you want to support morally which to his credit he said i don't want to send aid over to israel um i just support them morally um he said that well uh you know we just disagree on this okay well once again if they believe in this death count the u.s recognizes it israel recognizes it and then the health ministry which is ran by hamas yes um if they're all going with this death count then that means that israel has killed almost thirty thousand people right so therefore um one of the questions i had to him um DL wanted us to send him two questions. And one of my questions was, is there a point that it's morally wrong to support Israel? And I mean, to me, it was pretty clear early on that like <laughs> Israel, as soon as this Hamas attack went off um, and they killed all those innocent people. And I said this in a debate as well, that like the Hamas militants that killed those people should absolutely be held to account. If that means that they pay the ultimate price and get killed, then I, I think that's justified because it was absolutely wrong to go kill civilians. But, um, are you willing to hold Benjamin at Yahoo to the same standard? Because I am. I think that he should absolutely be held to account and, you know, forced to live in a prison for the rest of his life for explicitly propping up Hamas. And um, Roger's point was like, oh, well, you know, it was a strategic error. Well, he it's his fault. 
if you prop up a group explicitly so and then they go on to murder your civilians that is your fault but you know of course he kind of obfuscated that so um i should have nailed him a little bit more on that uh there were other points that were just made during the debate that uh i, I DL may have cut a little bit short and I probably should have been a little bit more assertive and I should have been a little bit more well read about like who broke the ceasefires when and where. Um, like I said, there were just a lot of strategic blunders on my part that I could have definitely held his feet a little bit more to the fire and maybe pushed back on a little bit more, um, much to my own detriment. So I don't know if I'm really like the debate guy, so to speak. Um, <laughs> You could have just called Roger a fat. Well, you know what's funny is I actually know who he is. Who his real name's not Roger Mayhem. Shocker. Um, we're friends on Facebook, and we've actually interacted before. And I didn't know that until we went into the debate. Um, he is a good guy personally. Uh, I definitely do not agree with his stance on morally supporting Israel. But um, you know, I, I think it was still like a fun debate, and I think that it was constructive. Uh, the state of Israel is satanic. If you're a Christian who isn't totally Zion cucked, then you probably agree um, that it's never been good to support them. And you know what? Much to his credit, he did say earlier on in the debate that like he thinks that sending money to Israel actually is not in Israel's best interest as well. And to that, we completely agreed. Um, he just kind of like he was pretty weak on Israel conscripting people, and I agree with that. Like it is morally wrong no matter what to conscript people. Um, now I actually do have a lot of respect, and a lot of my libertarian friends are probably going to disagree with me and say that I'm you know some MIC cuck for this, but like the uh, guys who voluntarily go into the military to serve their country i think they're doing something very very noble do i agree with like the cause that they're serving no but i think that these people legitimately believe that they're going in to do a service for their country and are prepared to make the ultimate sacrifice by paying with their lives um for what they believe is a noble sacrifice they believe they're going to protect our freedoms and they're going to protect our country um that is very very noble because i believe that they're putting they're putting their country and their people above themselves. Um, I think he's an all right guy. I've been seeing on, on his shows, but I'm sure he's a good dude. Yeah. Um, I just like the, Oh, Oh, that brings up another point that I really kind of wanted to nail him on. And I didn't, he said, well, you know, I want to see more daylight between the, um, position of libertarians on Israel and communists and progressives. That is such a lazy argument. And I've made this argument before when it comes to people being China Hawks. So guilty. But like to say, oh, well, these people hold the same opinion. Uh, that's such a lame fucking argument. Like, or is their position wrong or is it not? If you can speak as to why their position is wrong and, you know, defeat it on just the merits of that, okay. But to just say, oh, you hold the same position as these people, well, that's fucking lazy. That that literally says nothing to your argument. It just says, oh, well, you're associated with bad people. Okay, well, are the bad people right? Hitler was right about some... I shouldn't have said that, but the Austrian painter was right about some stuff. Not saying he's a good guy. He wasn't. But, like, every single dictator throughout history had something that they were right about. They had some grievances that were legitimate, or else they wouldn't have been able to convince masses of people that they were right in doing something right. Now, once again, this is not to say that their conclusions and what they did were right. But, once again, all bad people need some kind of grain of truth. And this is what media does, is that they give you a little hint of truth. Sean, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Is that you need some degree of truth to completely bend it. 
and then get people on board with what you're saying and what you're selling. Um, exhibit A, the Vietnam War. The lefties and hippies opposed it because they were commie leaders, not because they were anti-war good libertarians. Hey, Alice, good morning, dear. I hope you and your husband are have had an absolutely fantastic Christmas and have an absolutely fantastic New Year. Um, I've been on their show twice. Um, stick a fork in it. Um, I think they're on Rumble and on YouTube, so make sure you go check that out. Um, the last one I did was with Forrest Mommy. That was a lot of fun um people have too much time on their hands and yes when the truth is stretched it's easier to believe well yeah i mean this is like what a lot of conspiracy theory people do is that they throw out a couple of facts and it's like okay well fact fact therefore opinion piece where you stretch the truth to all fuck and then people are just supposed to believe it um i, I try not to do that i'm sure i've done it before let me turn on light now but um i'm sure i've done it before everybody does it in this kind of online media space um but you should try and be as truthful as possible and always disclose when you're kind of entering the land of hypothetical or entering the land of speculation. Um, I am not the most knowledgeable person in the world. I'll be the first person to admit that. But um, like I said, this is what a lot of conspiracy people do is just once again, fact, fact. Yeah. Fact, fact. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is, is that you build um, a solid case, you know, you have a couple facts and then you speculate and then you can pass off your speculation as fact. So um, I, I completely for, oh, the debate. So yeah, I, I just think it's stupid to say that like, were you hold the same position as these people so therefore your position sucks that's such a lazy argument uh, it, but like okay so if we're saying that we morally support israel then you hold the same position as fucking nikki haley lindsey graham uh joe biden i could throw you in with the worst people in fucking history for supporting that <laughs> does that make does that make your position wrong no but what does make your position wrong is that Israel has slaughtered almost 30,000 people since October 7th. Um, now, we wanted, we debated a little bit of like the genocide claim. And I think you have a pretty strong argument to say that Israel is committing a genocide. And well, where the pro-Israel people kind of stretch this is they say, oh, well, the Palestinian population has grown since, you know, the early 2000s. So therefore, it can't be a genocide. OK, but now we're talking about 2023 in the last couple months. And if you look under the definition of genocide, it's basically meant to displace people or to severely damage a population or like stop the birth of a certain population okay well if you've killed thirty thousand people within the course of two and a half months you're damn near running next to the definition of genocide so and I, like i said i should have brought this stuff up during the debate um i'm, I'm kind of surprised i didn't get called an anti-semite <laughs> i said at the beginning like if you're gonna call me anti-semite then i'm just gonna call you nikki haley and then we can go on about our merry ways but like i think that we did a relatively good job of being good faith to one another so um once again go watch that debate if you want to um once again i'll be the first one to admit i think i lost that debate and like i said it's just because i don't think i'm the debate guy um it's not my deal um it, would i do them in the future maybe um i should have prepared more i had a lot more time than i needed to prepare and i just didn't prepare sufficiently so uh yeah there's that but yeah when it comes to, like the podcast i don't um i need to get back to more health stuff i'm gonna still probably do two episodes a week um what call i say <laughs> no Kyle the answer to being called an anti-semite is not okay and no don't delete it um 
I'm still going to do the podcast here two times a week, more than likely. Um, and with these Sunday coffee episodes, I normally end up doing three episodes a week just because, um, yeah, you know, I, I just uh, don't like to debate. I used to. Now I just enjoy a con good conversation. Yeah, me too. Um, I can't delete the debate because it wasn't my um, it wasn't on my channel and you know, maybe people should go on there and assess like if I did and then, Hey, feel free to tell me how bad I suck because if I sucked, I sucked. <laughs> it just is what it is. So let me, uh, there were a few other things I wanted to talk about. Um, sorry. Uh, personal. Oh, that's right. I want to talk about a dirty bulk. So back in June, when my wife and I went to New York, um, I noticed that I was starting to fall into the same behaviors of what what kind of got me out of carnivore, which was a lot of binging and then not sticking to the diet. And I noticed that like on weekends, I was starting to kind of creep over. Oh, man, what is up? Dicky, <laughs> um, have my coffee and joint in Florida, enjoying the show. Thanks so much, Fred. Um, I wish I could be there with you. And um, my buddy Dicky here in the chat has been saying the entire time I need to move down there. And listen, I wish I could. I would be down in Florida tomorrow if I had like the fungible money to just say, well, fuck it. We're going to go down there. I would never pick up another fucking snow shovel in my life. I can't stand snow. I hate getting dripped on the job. Um, the job that I had lined up down in Florida was at an absolutely beautiful shop. The area wasn't the best and it was more like Northern Florida. I would love to be in South Florida away where like all away from all the hurricanes and all that. Um, I'm a Florida man, Billy. I'm sorry. I am through and through a Florida man. Uh, Billy said Arizona's better. Um, I just, I love Florida. Uh, and, and as much as people hate Ron DeSantis now, because they were told to hate Ron DeSantis, um, he really cleaned that state up and it got a spare. Ooh, <laughs> listen, I got so many friends down there now. Uh, Duke Chastain and CD McRae had let uh, my wife and I stay there before our cruise. Uh, Vicky in the chat, Fred, uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe. I don't know if that, that would happen this year, but um, used to love snow. Then I married a plow, <laughs> a plow guy. Um, Andy, what is up, man? Hey, well, you know what? I'm, I'm glad he jumped in the chat. Um, He dropped his album, A Monopoly on Violence, this year. And I sang on How Deep the Roots Go, which was a totally fucking killer track. Andy, I am jealous of your musicianship. Um, I can just play guitar. I can kind of sing and scream. You know, if Jen, who is my singer in A Common Crown, is singing, then... um. I can kind of do the backup vocals, but uh, she is just absolutely wonderful. But anyways, Andy's album, Mono A Monopoly on Violence, is absolutely killer. I was jamming it so much earlier this year. And uh, like I said, I sing on the last track, so make sure you go check that out. Um, where is this album? Is it on Spotty? Uh, Andy, let him know. Yeah, um, I know it's on YouTube. It's probably on Spotify as well. But uh, I really, really like that album a lot. It's pretty fucking heavy. And uh, that is just totally my jam. Um, I'm very jealous of his musicianship. And I wish I had all the recording stuff. Like, I got, like, this beautiful amperage in this room. But, like, I can't record shit. I got a little pedal. But, like, I still haven't fully figured that out yet. I use it to, like, record riffs and send it to the band. And then we kind of work on that. Um, but, yeah. 
what where was i oh dirty bulk jesus christ I pay too much attention to the chat, but I love all you people. I love everybody that stops by to have a conversation with me on these uh, wonderful Sundays. But like, um, I did a dirty bulk and I just kind of said, fuck it. I did a little bit of tracking, but not enough. And I gained about probably 20 or 30 pounds initially. And now I'm back into the hex bar or, um, back into like the tracking and I'm trying to recomp my way back down to maybe like 190 ish, 185. Um, and I want to maintain most of my strength and I pretty much have, um, it's been good. I haven't binged or anything like that. Like this past week, cause it was the holidays. I did enjoy a little bit of dessert, but, um, I'm mostly working my way back down. I feel pretty good. I look pretty good. My strength is stayed pretty well. I feel really good. So, um, I don't recommend doing a dirty bulk because yeah, it's fun as fuck to just eat whatever the fuck you want. But, uh, if you're going to lose all that weight, then you're probably gonna lose a little bit of strength and you're just going to gain a whole bunch of, uh, body fat in the process. Um, and that's exactly what I did. I got my bench up to a little bit over 300 pounds. I think I can bench 305. I haven't got to that 315, you know, the legendary three plates on each side. I got a four plate squat, a five plate deadlift, and almost a three plate bench. I'm trying to get there. <laughs> I will get to 315, but, uh, you know, we'll just have to see what happens. So, um, yeah, I kind of did the fuck it bulk. And like I said, now I'm kind of cutting my way back down. Let me catch back up to the chat here. I'll rent an RV and take the wife and dogs, take a week trip across the States. Like I would absolutely love to do that. We have a camper and our train does pull it. And we've been meaning to, uh, use the camper a little bit more. Um, <laughs> our sleepovers are free brother. I like it. Um, yeah, here we go. Uh, artist name is monopoly on violence and the album is called God emperor. Oh, I'm so sorry. I messed that up. I should know that shame on me. Uh, but yeah, make sure you go check that out. Uh, Monopoly on Violence and God Emperor. Yes, absolutely fantastic album. Um, I'm going to play some of your bands tonight. We only have four people coming over and one of them is... Oh my God, that's awesome. I wish I could join you. Uh, my wife is working at 24 and you guys are about two hours away. And if we could bring our dogs, I would. But I know you guys have dogs as well. So I'm trying to get back to 170. The holidays kills us all. If I was at 170, I would be diced. Maybe I'll get there one day. Um, eight month, 30 ball cat, a kid. Well, um, maybe that's for me in the future. I'm going to try to, I built a pretty damn good home gym. I have the X3 bar, I think about 400 pounds in 45 pound weights. Um, I need to get a power rack and then I'm probably going to put a decent size or like a pretty good gym out my garage. So that way, when I have a kid, I don't have to worry about missing training sessions. I only train four days a week and I can still hit it pretty hard when I'm at home. Um, thanks, Alice. Let's go, brother. You got this. It's a mind game. Yes, it indeed is 188. Yeah, I wish I could get back down to 188. It would be um, it would be quite a trip for me to get back down to 188. I'm at about 215 right now. I feel and look pretty good. But uh, I definitely want to get a little bit leaner. Been on this full body program for a couple of months that I got from Cole. I believe he sent me a similar program. Um, he's gonna be <laughs> Dirty Sanchez bulk. Jesus Christ, that's gross, man. Uh <laughs> like I said, he's gonna be on the show a little bit more with the health-minded guests. Uh trying to think of what else I want to cover. Um Cognitive Vigilance. We got a stacked lineup over the next couple months. Uh, I know we got Alex from date psych coming on who I know people said he's a fed, but like, I don't know. I'm just all for a conversation. He's a different perspective from the red pill perspective, which generally is what I bring. And then Brandy and Ryan 
are more like the polygamous perspective. So um, James Sexton, Tiffany Fox, who's a former porn star, is going to be coming on Cognitive Vigilance. I know. Ho, ho, ho. I'm going to insult everybody's uh, – or uh, insult the Saving the West people because we're having a uh, porn star on. Uh, I'm trying to think who else we have coming on. That's all I can think of off the top of my head. Five till midnight. We're going to keep on chugging there. I, Alan Flanagan is going to be coming back on this show on the 12th. I don't know if Cole's going to be with me for that one. I invited him on. So, um, yeah, <laughs> let's get feds input. All right, I just do the four main compound lifts and if I have time, I'll mix more. And I got two kids and a farm to keep up with. Yeah, absolutely. Turn those lights extra red. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, so I don't know. This year was a good year for me. I we went and saw a bunch of live shows. So I saw Pantera twice, which was like insane for me because Pantera, anybody who knows me knows that Pantera is my absolute favorite band. And uh they were awesome. That's the best I've heard Phil Anselmo in years. When I saw them, when I saw Phil Anselmo with Down back in like 2012, I remember thinking, like, damn, he sounds rough. But uh, he came back pretty strong, especially to sing the Pantera tunes, which are fucking brutal. Um, he, uh, I think he came back strong. Zach doesn't play Dime solos exactly the way that Dime played them, but nobody was Dimebag Daryl. Dime had like this super smooth legato sound that um, I wish I could get anywhere close to, but unfortunately, I'm just not that good of a guitar player. Um, oh listen zach sabbath is in like a week if you fly up here i will absolutely buy your ticket and you have a place to stay here in shitty old vandegrift but yes um rj evans why do i know that name tell him to reach out if he's on facebook tell him to add me and i will absolutely uh talk to him and see what's going on um in fact they still got on stage oh yeah well Charlie Benanti, I was surprised. I wasn't sure how a thrash drummer was going to do for Pantera Sound. Um, it's spelled Vandergriff. I'll put it in the chat. I don't know if it'll come up on YouTube. Vander. I saw him with Down at Ozfest years ago. And he did okay, but pretty sure he was messed up on something. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think Phil's mostly like clean nowadays. Uh, <laughs> a buddy of mine had said that you could correlate Phil in, or that he correlated Phil and Samo's heroin addiction with his hair length. And <laughs> if you think about it, um, in early 1990, he had pretty long hair and then he shaved it all off. And then as his hair got longer and longer and longer, so did his, you know, you know juicing uh if you watched videos of pantera in 1996 you could tell phil was starting to get pretty rough and i was talking to my tattoo artist about this because he loves heavy metal just as i do um watching the dime videos and or uh, the not dime vision but like the pantera home videos and uh phil and samo there was like this little cut in um the pantera home videos where <clears throat> i'll do my phil and Sam impression the doctors were standing over top of me and said, welcome to life. I, I can't get my voice that deep. He has like this super deep voice, but um, he had OD'd on heroin and came back to life. So yeah. Um, yeah. I've lived in Vandergriff now for, it'll be almost eight years. Jesus Christ. Eight years. Yeah. The uh, uh, Carlos, what is up brother? Yeah. The uh, home videos were absolutely fantastic. Um, 
Yeah, how the times change, man. Uh, if nobody knows, you could find pictures of me back in 2000, like 12. I had long hair and then look, I'm fucking losing it all. But it is what it is. Um, yeah, the home firecracker videos. Yes, we used to do the hat where we'd strap a hat to people's head and we'd like fireworks off. I'm surprised we didn't like kill anybody or, uh, you know, hurt somebody. My brother set off firecrackers right in my face and I like, he blew my lower lip out. And uh, yeah, it was pretty rough. Uh, you got to crack more. I have photos of you on my old phone. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. So let me see. I wanted to put this up on here for maybe the end of the year. And maybe I'll close it out if nobody else has some stuff. So um, let me make sure we can see this. Yeah. So that was my 515 pound deadlift this morning. What the hell? Back to tab. I've been doing sumo because it's a little bit easier on my back, but yep, 515 pounds. Bam! There you go. Listen to 1919 Eternal and other uh, Pantera albums. Let me exit out of that. And uh, Lorenzo, what is up? Glad to see you here. Uh, is it the January 9th show? No, I believe that's out in Philadelphia. It's going to be the Pittsburgh one at the Roxanne Theater, I think it is. Um, you almost shit yourself. Yeah. Lifting 510 pounds. Yeah. That's going to, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. Um, no, like I said, January 10th show. Uh, yeah, we definitely did. We, uh, we had quite the times back then. So, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be it for the stream. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. If you don't got any more questions or anything like that, I'll uh, close her out. You guys can drop some super chats. i I probably should tell people to leave more super chats. Um, don't trust a fart with that amount of weight. Yeah. January 10th. What the hell? I swear. Let me see. Zach Sabbath Pittsburgh distracting me here. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I'm sorry. January 9th. January 9th is the show that is here in Pittsburgh. Yes, I will more than likely be going to that one. Um, I haven't played bass in weeks. Sadly, should today. Uh, I will be playing guitar here in a few minutes. I got to go out to eat. Uh, <laughs> this morning, I had my peach bowl of gains with a little bit of vanilla protein powder. And then my second meal of the day was a bacon omelet with uh, an orange and some jalapenos and banana peppers. And then I think I'm going to go get barbecue. I want some brisket. I want some brisket and some potatoes. I want to be a, a fat ass a little bit today. I probably won't be a fat ass. It's a joke. It's a joke. Um, love you too, brother. Um, go play and <laughs> go live playing the tunes I missed. Yeah, uh, hopefully I want to get better gear so I could start doing some playthroughs and stuff just because I think it'd be fun. Um, thank you so much, Alice. Have a great morning, Kyle. Wishing you and your wife a very happy new year and the doggies too, of course. Yeah, they're napping. Um, I worked out this morning, so I'm good. I'll look into fights and if I can afford it, I'll keep in touch with you. Um, thank you so much guys for hanging out. Yeah, go eat. Fuck. You guys got the rail, like probably not even 45 minutes from you. That's like the greatest fucking burger place in the face of the planet. Um, old red's pretty good too, which I know this cup says Nashville, but they have one down in Orlando and it's so good. So, um, yeah, thank you guys. I don't know what's going to be in store for you guys on this show this week, but I just want to make sure I did at least one show this week. Uh, if you're going to have the brisket workout after. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you guys. Wishing everybody a happy new year. Uh, 2024. I hope it's better for all you guys than 2023 was. Um, 
I had a good year, but um, as I always say, if your year sucked, then it probably wasn't the you know arbitrary calendar dates. It was probably you. And uh, this year was good for me. I hope um, you know next year is good for everybody else. We got an election coming up, and no matter who wins, you have to put in the work for you. The president isn't going to come save you. It's going to be all on you. Um, I see so many people saying Donald Trump it needs to be reelected or else we're doomed. Um, if you're dependent on Donald Trump to save the country, we're already fucked. <laughs> we are already fucked. If you think Donald Trump is coming to save you and he's the only one that can do it, we're fucked. It's not going to be on Donald Trump. It's not going to be on Joe Biden. It's not going to be on RFK. It's not going to be on Michael Rechtenwald or Josh Smith, um, whoever the LP um, nominee is. Um, it's going to be on you. Things are largely going to go in the same direction they're going in. Um, I, I think whether you believe that Trump was the savior in 2016 or not, um, I think we see that like no matter what, the president is boxed in and they're just going to do whatever the fuck they want to do. The wars are going to continue, unfortunately. Um, I'll continue to do everything I can to speak out against them and hopefully raise awareness about the arms built up around China, about the truth about Israel, um, the Russia-Ukraine war. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm completely sympathetic to the Trump 2024 cause because it's only going to be a shit show and he does drive all the right people nuts. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, Cognitive Vigilance Thursday night. I believe Tiffany Fox is coming on uh, five till midnight tomorrow. I'm going to be on Kareem's show, The Essential Libertarians, I think it is. Um, I think I'm going on there, but we'll see. One more time. Thank you guys so much. And until next time, take care.